Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. Back again and back again joined by my fellow co-hosts, George and Fergal, and we will be joined by Ali later on. We're going to do a little substitution, a little half-time substitution. George will be getting switched out, much like Mason Mount today. Uh, and it did wonders, so hopefully the quality of the podcast will improve. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nice to be joined by you. Sorry, George. I'm, I'm really sorry. Digging there. Yeah, just getting the early dig in. <laughs> we, can't, we can't be letting Ali say, think he's the cante of the Ali's podcast. Ali's the cante of the podcast. <laughs> Listen... I'm not saying anything, but as soon as Mount went off, Chelsea won three 0 So you know, George, don't don't take it to heart, son. But um, anyway, as I just mentioned, Chelsea won three 0 You boys are in pretty good spirits about that, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on, pick I know. I like delighted. Um, it's it's uh, seems like. It's it's becoming inevitable with these London derbies this season. I, I tell you what, I, there hasn't been a game yet which I haven't been confident with. Yeah, and it's like it's it's a good feeling to be in. Do, do you know what? That's interesting, right? Because I was gonna, well, I was gonna lead on to it, but I'll sort of ask you now on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Like going into a game like this, you, you've got such a good record in the big games since Tuchel came in. Is is it one of those where? You, you fully expect to win or is it you know you'd sort of you take a draw because you I mean Tottenham aren't amazing but it's a London derby yeah. their fans are back in the ground like what's your sort of like psychology going into these games this game was was I would have been disappointed with anything but a but a win and um I just don't think Spurs are up too much um as my preview suggested so um I put them 12th so I, th- I think they'll do a bit better than that now, um, but yeah, I I was quite quite happy to uh, like I'm happy with the win, but like the performances, the performance for Chelsea at the moment are just they're a wee bit they're not fully together, and it's again it's a sign of a good team when yeah. you're not performing. Yeah. It's like that's a cool cliche, but it's also it you, that can't, you can't rely on that for too much not for too long either. You have to have a. a um, that 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 that's good. Whenever you only have to rely on that for like five games over the whole course of the whole season. Yeah. But if you're grinding out wins, not that we are really necessarily grinding them out. But we've got Villa was a wee bit lucky, mm. and then uh, first half today was wasn't impressive. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's that. Sorry, George, to cut you off. Um, yeah. it, it's it is that sort of cliche, isn't it? Like it's a sign of a good team when you're winning when you're not playing well. But as you said, you sort of don't want to rely on that for too long. And, and, and you've mm. not necessarily been getting lucky, as you say. Mm. But I, I would sort of like err on the side of it being ominous for the other sides because you've played yeah. three teams away from home. You've got seven points. Arguably could have been nine without the red card at, at Liverpool as well. Yeah. Um, there aren't many teams that are going to better that return this season. And, I, and, I, and the way I'd actually look at it, is I think you've probably been more impressive in the difficult games than you have potentially in the two get, particularly the Villa one. I think Villa was probably your worst performance of the season so far. So yeah. it's looking good for Chelsea, isn't it, George? 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think I, I kind of take the same stance as Fergal on this one. It, it, like, if we had lost this game, I'd be incredibly disappointed. Like, I wouldn't have been happy I, with the draw. I, no, mm. in fact, yeah, dropping dropping any points against Spurs at this at this stage of the season. Like, I, I know that sounds really disrespectful, but like under Nuno, they haven't really impressed me. Even in the games yeah. they've won, they haven't really impressed me. Um, recently, they've gone through a massive slump. I think he, I think he won manager of the month for August. Like, yeah, they won, three, they won three out of three, like, didn't they? He, yeah, they they had tough games and they won, but they didn't win convincingly. Three one. Um, uh, and uh, like, I yeah, I get why he won it, but it, 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 it's a Spurs side that that doesn't really make me. Fair. There's no fear there, especially like if you came up against. A Man City or a Liverpool, or even a Man United, especially Man United. Actually, I'd be a little bit more concerned and happy with a point. Mm. Um, it, it, you might be incredibly insulted by this, Harry. Um, yeah, and I, I get this, but um, I, I think London if is to, no, no, no. I think <laughs> if anyone, it, this it might be outrageous to say this, but I think if anyone was to ever go invincible again. It could very well be a Tom or two, uh, Thomas Tuchel. Oh, don't do um, that. Chelsea side. No, but the and, and the reason I say that is because we, we just don't look like we're ever going to concede or like like. Yeah. And if you don't concede, you can't lose. Like, and it's as simple as and that. The, and now that we've got the cock up front, we always look like we can get a goal as well. But we might go invincible and not win the league. We might draw every single game nil nil from here, but. So I think last season I would yeah, I could I could have saw that like like not winning the league but and then just drawing every game nil nil but yeah. Lukaku is is like is like the goals against Villa were were amazing yeah and um and so I think I think he brings a cutting edge that 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 that, um, that game as much as anything was like the example of why you brought him in because Villa were good yeah. it was a tight game and you didn't create bucket loads if we're honest. No. And yeah, he has two chances, sticks them both away. Two and, shots, didn't he? Yeah, two shots the whole game. And it's, it's to be honest with you, it's difficult to even call the second. It's a half chance at best, and he puts it in the top yeah. corner. Like what I would say about Chelsea, I completely agree regarding the defense. I think you've got the best setup for knockout football and big games, probably in like of any team in Europe at the moment. I can't think of a team better equipped for those games because, as you said, you don't concede. I think for me, if I'm looking at it like going for the title race you've got three maybe four teams if you want to throw man united in there and i know people are going mad about it we'll get on to them later you've got four teams potentially that are going to beat most other sides in the league as as has been the case so far i think the mm-hmm. thing i'd be looking at with chelsea is can they keep winning the games they're expected to win where they're going to be allowed to have possession and have to break down the team because i'm not yet convinced the only like sort of black mark for me against Tuchel I think he's been excellent I think he's like you can't doubt what he's done since he's come in the only like area of doubt I have is you don't create bucket loads against a set defence now it might be that because you've got Lukaku in you don't need to like you you can sort of play the margins with it a bit and if you get one chance or whatever he's going to stick it away and you've got plenty of goals in the team I just think when I think the bar is so high that you're not going to be able to drop many points in those games um, yeah, and when the I, I, I think I think Lukaku, like I think at times last season it was like Werner was just missing chances. Yeah, um, missed some more I today. Think it, uh, yeah, he missed some more today. I at this point I think it, that I mean, Romelu Lukaku passed him at one point, 
And at that point, I was I'm, and he missed one. I think that's on Romelu. That's on everyone else at this stage. You know what I mean? You shouldn't. You just shouldn't She's be like passing them. Yeah. Use, use them as a decoy. Yeah. Um, mm. But um, but no, like with with Lukaku, I felt like at times like we lacked a presence in the box, so we we didn't actually have as many options of of getting the ball into the back of the net mm. as as we do now. And I think, I, I so I, I think we we are. Uh, I, I'm a lot. I was worried going into the season about creating goals, but we, I don't. I'm not too worried because, like, second half we looked like we could. We were just like an onslaught, and no Tottenham yeah. came on to like were pushing a bit, and and they were just weren't very good mm. uh, in the second half. But I, I am more confident with it, and I think like the the squad's a Swiss Army knife. Like we've and and, and we can we have a different tool for each job. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I'm and great. Uh, like the bench is a joke. Well, what but I, I was going to say, going to have ways to to find the, find a way through. It is a pretty good. Uh, it's a pretty good tool to have at your sleeve to be able to bring Kante on as a sub yeah. at half time to, to sort of change change the system. And also, sorry, just to uh, Kovacic, the last two games. Yeah, this is something I've noticed, and I, I could, it must be Tuchel, but the improvement in Jorginho. Kovacic mm. uh, uh, and Kante, yeah. Um, in in their passing, in their uh, like a lot of the time with Kovacic and and Jorginho, it was sideways passes. You see Kovacic last weekend. I've never seen. Have you ever seen him do that ball, George? No, no. never seen. I've yeah. never seen him play that ball, and it was it was top tier. And so if he can add that level of passing onto his incredible dribbling, and he's getting stuck in. He's he, he's he's a different player now. If he can add that, now it was only one game and he done well again today. I I thought. Yeah. But um, but Jorginho, Jorginho, uh, uh, has even improved in his more more penetrative passes. I feel he's he's improved. And people people that like love Jorginho would say he always had that. I don't think he has. I think that's revisionism. That. I think yeah, if you look I think at it Jorginho, is revision. There's a mar- and and I have mates of mine who've said to me that he's always been world class. The way I look at it is, he might have been good in Italy, didn't watch him. He might have been good for Italy, didn't watch him. He was poor under Sarri. He was probably even worse under Lampard. And then since uh, Tuchel's come in, he's been world class. Like I'm not going to deny yeah. that he's been one of the best centre midfielders in Europe. Um, and I and I think that's testament to his coaching. If I'm honest with you. Yeah, I, I've, seen, I've seen improvement. There's, I don't. There's very few players that you haven't seen improvement under under Tuchel, and like you, all the defenses. Another example. Go ahead, George. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, he, um, he, Jorginho now with his range of pass, passing reminds me a lot more of when we we signed Fabregas. We brought oh, in Fabregas, and his link link up with uh, Diego Costa. In fact, I think he scored. A great goal against Arsenal. Ah, oh, Fabregas put in a. I think it was, was like that. Yeah, I tipped it over. No, you, yeah. you didn't have to go. There. And you, did, you really no, but, didn't have to go there. But, but that's sort of the the, the the quality that we really lacked. And that, obviously, I think Jorginho is improving, and that Kovacic is improving. I, I'm not as positive as Fergal. I think we've still got a lot of problems going forward. Problems. I think we problems. I think we've got a lot of problems going forward. What, what no, are they? No, so the. The, the way I see it is, I actually think we're creating less chances than we were um, with Werner. And I think, obviously, uh, 
in, we are scoring more, but our percentage is, is, uh, it's, is it's, a lot It's better. a small sample, though. But, so it, the, it could... but the problem is, there's no margin for error. So if, if Lukaku has a duff three games, which mm. pretty much every striker has. He, 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 like, yeah, he could well. Like, like every striker has a duff three, three games. I, I, I really struggle to see where our goals come from. And I'm really glad Tuchel changed the formation because clearly two two number 10s wasn't working, wasn't working in this whatsoever. Game. Yeah. Not not against um, uh, sort of the, the two centre mids that, that Hoiberg and Undumbele. I know Undumbele doesn't work that hard, but um, yeah, it wasn't the, working. The, the, it, it wasn't working. And, and I'm surprised he brought off Mount, um, not because... Mount wasn't doing bad. Uh, wasn't doing like, yeah, he was doing bad. It could have been Mount but, or Havertz, but, yeah, to be honest. But, but Havertz was a lot poorer. It could, it could have been either. Yeah, yeah, either, either were, were poor. Probably um, just he's, he's better as a as a striker than Mount. Yeah, yeah but that, that's what I'm thinking is, I, I'm, I'm surprised we haven't set up with Mount deeper and. Uh, well, we've been uh, saying this for ages. But yeah, like I, I'm surprised we haven't set up with like Jorginho and then Mount and Kovacic pushing on, or or Mount and Kante uh, as as further forward because we we know how Kante's developed his game, mm. and then two almost almost two strikers in the sense, but but you know one being Lukaku, one being Havertz, yeah. or Werner, or or Pulisic. And I think Ziyech's days are done at Chelsea, if I'm honest. I think he's been absolutely woeful every single time he's played. Oh, I don't I know mean, about that. He scored some no, yeah, goals. I, I don't know, but I'm not even that much terrible. of a fan. But no, but he scored some important goals. No, but yeah. like the the thing with Ziyech is he's so limited. He's so, like, you, like not even to the point of, like, you, you could argue, I think, Gary Neville tried to. You don't know how lucky you are to have some of these. No, no, he's, he's not good enough. Fucking he's not good enough. hell, but, man! No, no, look, look, look. You want to get into limited? Make, make sure you listen to the second half of this podcast, mate. Please, you, you'll know what limited players are. For the people, for the people that can't see what I'm seeing, the disdain in, in Harry's oh, eyes out. He was like, he's like, what a give for for Ziyech. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's complete. So... He's saying Chelsea are in big trouble. A big trouble. No, no, I'm not. Uh, no, no, I'm just, I'm just concerned. I, I kind of get it. I, I actually think. No, 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 no I, I think three is a bit off. I think no, I don't. That's it. I, it's the four. I don't think. I don't think Havertz and Mount. Uh, two tens is actually good. I think you yeah. need uh, you, you need the more dynamic. I think Havertz and Mount are too similar, and and I lo- I think I think a, a better combo would be I think it's Havertz or Mount, and ideally Mount drops deeper and ends up being one of the two. But I, it like there's no room for him right now, and it, uh, there's no sign of Tuchel being happy to drop him deeper. Um, but I think that could be where Mount goes in the future. Um, I, but so I'd have Havertz or Mount, and then like a Pulisic, Hudson Odoi, or Werner as the other one. I think it's just I think it's nicer balanced. Um, yeah. Uh, and and you can even have you can even use Havertz as the second choice number nine as well. Mm. Um, but I I, th- I think I think it's more of an I think it's more dynamic, and I think it'd be it's just a better combination. I feel like Havertz and Mount are sort of picking up the same spaces sometimes. Um, 100%. Yeah. I think Ziyech and Havertz uh, are worse together. I think two left-footed players, like, they, they seem to... Yeah, I said, weird, you know You'd expect one to go wide, but Havertz, yeah. even though he's on the left, doesn't go wide. He cuts in, but on his left, it, it, it's really bizarre the way he plays. I mean, it's effective, 
but um, but two, two players with left foots in that for me it just didn't work. Mm. I I spoke like I think it worked really well against us because you used the two number tens as smoke screens, got the ball into the car, and mm. then got Reese James on the overlap. I think if you get Reese James high, I think it could work for you. Um, but fuck me, lad, you don't know how lucky you are to be choosing from some of these. Players. I know, I know how lucky. Yeah. Like my no, the bit, our biggest problem in the summer was oh we need to sell players. Like yeah. that, that's, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. the issue was. Um, you didn't do bad I, there either. You recouped about 130 million. Yeah, I I still think like I'm looking at Livermore who had another good game today, and I'm regretting that. Uh, like we we, we know the choice for some of these signs, but like mm. Gurhi had a decent game. Um, you got 20 million for Gurhi. Yeah, Gurhi, I am. I'm not. I'm not too worried. Yeah. I'm not too worried about Gurhi either because this Livy Cowell fella at at that's on loan at Huddersfield is balling out in the championship. He's he's gonna he's going right to the very top, so I'm not too worried. Mm. Um, yeah. Just just to sort of quickly finish on Chelsea, um, George mentioned a tweet before we started recording. I saw the same one about Tuchel being the best like in-game manager uh, in in football at the moment. Uh, is this opinion you guys share? I mean, going off the back of today, it's kind of hard to disagree with it. Yeah, to I. It's hard. he's definitely in the conversation. I think there's very few other managers that would be. It like it's it's up there with like he's get it's like Mourinho and his pump sort of like tactical changes like in mid game, like to take off Mason Mount half time, um like a fan's favorite like yeah, it's that a big call. like that it's it's brutal it's, it's a big call, yeah. um Mount's the type of person and like he's ta- he's tactically shoot himself that he probably would understand and. Mm. And be all right with it, um, but yeah, it's a big call, and he's he's made a couple of them, and like it's different things like playing Aspi the at wing back, like no none of the Chelsea fans would have been calling for that, and yet in the big games against Real Madrid, he done that and made it work and made it balanced, mm. um, and he he changes things. I think that's why this squad is so good for him. As I said, Swiss Army knife, yeah, and he's he knows what tool to pick. He knows. Oh, we'll go for the corkscrew this time. We'll go for the. Yeah, I, I could do. I could do a file of my nails. You know, he's 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 he knows which one to go for. And um, yeah, he's. I I think I'd happily say. I don't. I don't know anybody else. Pep Guardiola is has been proven that he actually goes the other way. Whenever he tries something much. fancy, yeah. he bottles it. Yeah. So I can't think of anybody else right now. I think it's a really good point that you made about. I think. Tuchel knows this team really well. He knows what players' lim- limitations are, and that's probably why he plays the back three. You know, he, he's not always played the back back three in his, his career, in his managerial career, um, and and he knows exactly what Mount can do, what Havertz can do, uh, and how, how. I mean, obviously, we can say he's the best in-game tactical manager in the in the Premier League, but he has been given all, given all the resources to do that. Yeah. Um, not, not. I wouldn't say. Obviously, no. He has though. That was going to yeah, be yeah. my take I, on it. Was I, like, and I said this earlier. Like, when yeah. you're able to bring world class players like Kante on as a substitute, yeah. It, yeah. like, I, and don't get me wrong. There's a there's sort of a balance between it. Like, it's not yes. always the obvious choice, though. No, like, no, it isn't. It's like it's not. It wasn't necessarily the obvious. I, I don't choice think many it. people at half time would have said you need to get Mount off a of Kante and go three five two. They might have said goal. you need yeah. to get Mount to on. score another goal as well. He actually like, looks defensive. It obviously was. Yeah. You peppered them. 
I think the thing is, when you look at it, right, Frank Lampard had these same players and he had them in seventh. So it's not just a foregone conclusion that you walk in, take this squad, and they're immediately European champions and, you know, looking like well in the title race. It's a lot of it is to do with his management, but it helps to have the squad you've got. It helps. I, I don't think you can play the sort of football you're playing without. 30 40 million pound players all over the pitch it's not like no. a disservice to Tuchel like he I think you've you've made the smart signing in bringing Lukaku in and he came in mid-season and and it could have it could have easily gone the other way for him he he could have not got a tune out of these players I remember saying on this very podcast that it, it all seemed to end in disaster it all seemed destined to end in disaster with him he comes in mid-season he's got a bit of a bad track record falling out of players falling out I still of think it will. It may well do, but it's not bad if he wins the Champions League. Not right now, but Premier League I can still see it going terrible. Yeah, well, Chelsea yeah, I mean, it probably will. If, if he's won, if he's won the Champions League, doesn't matter, League, does Premier it? League, yeah, within within what like eighteen months maximum. Yeah, oh, it's that, that, that's that's he's done his job. That, I mean, he goes down as one of the most successful Chelsea managers as well. Uh, he already is actually with, mm. with winning the Champions League. Um, but you're right. I mean, he's he's been given the resources to do exactly what he needs to do. And if if Chelsea is, don't is there another name titles, to compete then... with? Compete the, with the, that's the, that's my other point. Is yeah, I think he is the best. It's clear that he's the best. I think he's the best manager in the in the Premier League currently. Um, yeah. Uh, it's hard to argue. I mean, Pep. Uh, Pep I wouldn't have said yeah, that when he could. came in either. But, but um, right now, but Ole Gunnar I, I, I don't know. For some reason, I still don't <laughs> think he's up for it, and I'm sure you, you guys will get into the into, yeah. into the nitty gritty of that. Later later in him in that. Nah. Um, but but I mean, compare this league to 15 years ago. Uh, we've got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer managing Man United. We've got. Um, Arteta managing Arsenal. We've got Nuno Espirito Santo managing Spurs. Fifteen years ago, we had Jose Mourinho. We had a, a much more uh, uh, astute Rafa Benitez. We had Wenger. We had we had Alex Ferguson. I think the opposite, George. To the you point you're making. Right managers. No. I think I think overall. I think you go there's, down. There's I, I think I think the weaker teams are way more. Well managed and well uh, drilled, like like you have a like you have Graham Potter's and and you have mm. Sean Dyche uh, and um and like I, I look at it and I also think it's just well it's well more resourced. It's, now it's, well. it's actually a good point. I I think the well, worst maybe. teams are better. Like I'll talk a little bit about yeah. Burnley later on, but say Burnley, right? The closest parallel that's been drawn to them is Stoke, and I promise you, Burnley are a much better team than fucking Stoke were. Yeah, they, they I watched them. What game did I watch? I watched Burnley game recently. I was like, man, the they, 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 they were really good against Liverpool. They, were, they, they dominated them for spells. They were really good. Mm. They were really good against Leeds. Yeah, Burnley Leeds are a great team. Yeah. Burnley are just yeah. fantastic. I don't know how we beat them. They're such a good yeah. side. I mean, seriously, no. Yeah. But um, I, I I would say I don't agree with Gary Neville's point the other night. Where it's like we've got the four best teams in Europe. I think we've got three of the best teams in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck it, you cannot put. How can you put Man United? No, I didn't even get the group. Losing his season. young boys, young boys. Yeah, all, <laughs> we'll get into Man United stuff. later. Yeah. Um, I quickly want to do a bit on Spurs before you have to leave us, George. Um, yeah. I thought they were right first half, but as Roy Keane says, it's ninety minutes, so it doesn't really matter what you've done for forty-five. I thought they pressed quite high and made. Do you know it's one of those like it's fine margins because they beat Man City because Man City pissed all their chances up the wall. Spurs took their. They they create a few, but they put one in from outside the box. 
if Spurs score in the first half, could be a completely different game. They didn't, mm. and they were dreadful in the second half. Once they went behind, yeah. they just weren't coming back. To me, Spurs are like a shit Man United, where they they have moments, but they actually don't finish them. Like 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 over the course of the game, they don't control it. They're like there's no control, mm. and it's absolute. Like they're the antithesis of like City. And I think Chelsea they've where. got. I think they've got one way of playing, which is basically soak up pressure, hit them on the break, and they're quite good at defending. Leads. Really direct passes through, through Kane into Son. Yeah, but Ka- like, Kane. Yeah. I mean. It just baffled me. Kane was awful to that. I thought his body yeah, language yeah. was atrocious. But he was playing like on the left wing in the second half. I, I didn't really understand what they were trying to do. And as they said on Sky, like, I, I've never been a massive advocate of this Kane in midfield uh, sort of bandwagon. I don't really like... I don't understand it. He, he's no. probably the best finisher in the Premier League. Yes, he wants to be a playmaker. But when you're in your own half and you're penned in... Chelsea had Tottenham end in in that second half and they couldn't get out and you're playing in midfield and you look up and Kane stood next to you you don't want him next to you you want him up with the centre-backs taking the ball into his feet sticking his ass out winning fouls like he does holding it up Yeah, that's what he should be doing I don't understand why he's playing in his own half and it doesn't make any sense to me it's not only that it, like, like you said he played a lot of the second half not just in like midfield deep he played left wing like he genuinely swapped with I didn't understand. Good. That. I mean, it, like, tactical, it, it was insane. No, but, no it. but it's insane. It's insane because, yeah, like, wide, yeah, wide target man, maybe. It's in, <laughs> it's it, it doesn't make any sense. It, yes, you can play Kane a little bit deeper. I don't like it, but it does allow Son to go further beyond him. But playing him on the left didn't allow Son to have that space in behind. It. He didn't get the ball. He didn't get a touch. And according to the pass range as well. Yeah, it almost looked like they'd run ran themselves out of the game after 30 minutes which i mean i really hope not because they're professional athletes and they probably should be able to run mm. um a full 90 but I, I suppose it's more of a mentality thing where like if you, if you pick out bielsa and actually i miss out bielsa on, on manager so actually uh, i think my point is probably wrong we do have we do have some great <laughs> uh, just not the big six um, well, like, we're just put a good touch on that. We still have Klopp and Guardiola as well. Yeah, well, can't, like... Guardiola. Mm, I don't know. Uh, that's a number. Right. <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> George is savage. Like, yeah, like, Z- Zeke's not good enough for Chelsea. Guardiola's now like a, He's not good a enough. Mess. Guardiola calls the fans out and draws nil nil to Southampton. He's a bum, yeah, mate. Yeah. He's a bum. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of people at, at that game as well. Um, but. Uh, yeah, it looked like the mentality was just like, oh, we've done our work now in the first half. We we might need a little bit of a rest, or we, we you know, it, it, I think we, we're drilling a team like that. Um, it, most of it comes down to mentality rather than actually like physical stamina, like stamina, because all of those players on that on that pitch should be able to run for ninety minutes. Like, yeah, I, I don't know if it's a bit. Like, I don't know if it's a bit of a hangover from sort of the Mourinho era because let's be honest like Nuno isn't a complete like he's not the opposite of Mourinho of his tactics there are some like parallels to be drawn in the way they want to play on the counter attack and and Wolves were a decent team under Nuno probably for about 18 months in the Premier League and then they got found out a little bit and were pretty rubbish last season I know they had injuries and that but like if I was pretty underwhelmed by that appointment to be fair Um, and, and I just think that 
the way they've played for the last year and a half in games like that is to absorb a lot of pressure and hit on the break. And I, like, you're right, they pressed they pressed high for about 30 minutes and then it was like they just couldn't sustain that intensity and, and kind of reverted back to type and ultimately come unstuck on set pieces. That, that would be the thing that annoyed me most. If you want to defend and dig in and be resolute, you can't be giving up two goals from corners. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I, I, like, it's difficult because I'm in no position. Like, you shouldn't throw stones from glass houses, like, as the saying goes. Um, but Tottenham are really poor. They, they, they just... I don't know what they're trying to do. Like, they've held on to Kane, and it's looking questionable. He doesn't. He, he clearly didn't want to be there, still doesn't want to be there. I'm not suggesting he's down tools, but it's like he's lost that intensity a little bit. They have a few injuries and suddenly they're down to their bare bones. I think the performance last week would worry me much more than today. I thought they were awful at Palace. And, and if that... we, if, if yeah. sorry to cut you off, Harry, but if yeah, he doesn't fine. get twenty, if he doesn't get twenty goals this season, does his does his value drop by like thirty million, twenty million? Uh, I, I honest... know that sounds insane, but he's another. But year the biggest older. issue for Kane like... is who the strikers he's going to be competing with for a move in the next summer, and he oh, and yeah. he's. And, yeah. and Mbappe, and Mbappe. he's going to be—he's another year older, and he's got the injury hit. It's like, not he has to actually have the best career of his season to make a, a, a best a, season a, of his career or, or, of his career, even yeah. Um, he has, to, yeah, he has to have the the best season of his career this year to to really stand out uh, as as the best option for the Man Cities mm. for because because otherwise uh, it, they could easily go for someone else. Someone younger who's going who, who's not going to cost even like Haaland's going to be seventy five million. Yeah, no, I I I think just to sort of wrap up, I, I think his move it, it had to happen this summer. I think he knew it had to happen this summer. I think that's why he was so keen to to push yeah. it through. I think if he thought there was any chance he could go next year, he'd probably knuckle down for another year and and get on with it. But I think he knows. I think his agent knows that this this was the summer to yeah. to get it done. And I, and I just think next time, as you said, he's a year older. We don't know what's going to happen this season injury-wise, but say he has another couple of ankle injuries. Like, what does that do to the the appeal of signing him? I think I think if he was going to move, he needed to do it this summer, and he hasn't. And look, he's got a nice easy game next week to uh, score his first goal of the season, probably. But how are you feeling now? Because the form table has flipped a bit between the yeah, two Yeah, I'll probably get on to it in the, in the second half, mm-hmm. like when we sort of talk about Arsenal a little bit. Um, I think if you're what? Spurs, mm-hmm. there's not a lot to be positive about, if I'm honest. Like, there's, I just... I don't see any sort of discernible pattern of play. I don't really see any anything they're sort of building around. I, there's I not it, a lot. There's not a lot to I be positive about. I think it's going to be a, a treach game next week. That is going to be one of the worst North London derbies. Like in, in well, I, I in promise the, you this. It could be so bad, it's good. I promise you yeah, this. Yeah, maybe. I promise. Yeah, well, it's it's never bad. Uh, can you remember a nil nil? I was going to say it's well, never nil saying. nil. That's it's what I'm never. Saying. This genuinely could be the worst in living memory because. The quality is just so poor. Maybe, but maybe they'll it's both be so like, they'll both fancy their chances and go for it this time. I, I think. Well, they've they've got nothing to. If if you Spurs, you've got nothing to lose, have you? They need to get back to winning ways. For simply put, um, who goes into it more confident? Who goes into it? Who goes into it like? Um, 
because it, it's supposed to have been the better team recent over recent what couple of years, um, and yeah. have the, the the best player out of the two sides, two best players, Son and Kane, really. I um, think that's the only thing that 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 would be the only thing that sort of like worries me that they've got genuine match winners, and for all we're sort of building around, and there are green shoots, and I'll I'll sort of talk about it in a bit. We haven't yet got like genuine stone cold killers that you hang your hat on in these games. So I don't know, they're never boring, I'll tell you that. It'll be a good game. We'll see. Uh, I mean if if any game is to re relight the uh, Harry Kane fire, it probably That's is. what I said. He'll he'll get he'll open his account for the season from yeah. the penalty spot. Um George, I know you got to shoot off. Pleasure to have you mate. Yeah, pleasure to be on. And we'll be joined by Ali after this. Stay tuned. Ali said last week, and Ali is here. How are you doing, Ali? I'm uh, I'm doing okay. I'm uh, going through uh, grad school at the moment, starting uh, my job as a soccer coach. But dude, I've been so busy, I actually haven't uploaded the last episode on YouTube. So sorry, everyone listening that uh, what didn't find the episode okay, on YouTube. I'll, That's I'll you completely what, Ali, on me. Ali, it'll, it, I, I'll let you off if you can just brief, very briefly, uh, give us an insight into your footballing philosophy. It's my footballing philosophy. Um, yeah. My footballing philosophy depends on being able to instruct uh, two to eight-year-olds. I absolutely oh, love okay. the so job. Oh, okay. starting young. I, I'm starting it, young. It's that's my philosophy. He's just like, making sure he's, he's the same amount of kids that he started with by the end of it. <laughs> 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 making sure he doesn't that's lose any of my demands. That's uh, that shouldn't be an issue, hopefully. Um, but yeah, it, no, it's it's been uh, it's been cracking. Uh, I've I've really enjoyed it so far. Uh, but I've I've been really really busy. I've had a lot of sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, long may continue, but hopefully I can find a better work life balance, I suppose. Because um, I've dude, I've, it's been really 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 busy. Well, uh, but yeah, we're here. You've got yeah, you've got your priorities in order. You've joined us, and just sort of slightly before you joined us, we were talking about Chelsea. And obviously Spurs, mm-hmm. and it was kind of leading into the North London derby next week. Um, so I just quickly want to sort of talk about Arsenal. Um, yep. I think the best way I can describe beating Burnley one nil because we've done it. I think we've beat them four times one nil. The last like six wins we've had there, four of them have been one nils. One nil to the Arsenal. Yeah, one nil to the Arsenal. It's, it's uh, back to the nineteen nineties. Um, yeah. It's never easy at Burnley. We we never like we've had much better teams go there and had to dig out results and this was like no different I think the most important thing was to win the game I think it was also important we won it because there's a general misconception around Arsenal which is it was going into it was like they'll be fine technically but can they handle the physical side of it and I'm sort of like no it's the complete opposite we don't create chances I don't think we'll get bullied Mm. but I I, I think Mm -hmm. we could struggle to to break them down and kind of as it was that is how it played out as a worldly of a free kick without that yeah. you kind of don't have the platform to to build from and ultimately hold on to a result and i don't know if we would have scored but mm-hmm. it's a solid win burnley's never easy they make it difficult for kind of whoever they're playing um we were having a discussion earlier on the podcast Ali, about how the general quality of the Premier League has improved. So Burnley are a poorer team in the league. It's probably 16th or 17th best team most years. 
But they still offer something. Yeah, like they, they put balls into the box. They're awkward. And they press high. In the second half, they really press And one them. other thing is the uh, the quality of their set pieces, especially yeah. the free kicks, how uh, how the in-swingers really reach the goal mouth and someone just has to tap his and head on it. I'm really impressed with those as well. They're, they're very good at calling And that's why it's important that your defenders have a good game and your goalkeeper has a good game. And, and I think it's important to give Ramsdale a bit of praise because since he's come in, I think yeah. there's a lot of Arsenal fans that were like, it's not a good signing, it's a lot of money. He was excellent. And, and look, he might mm-hmm. throw one into his own net next week and it all might look stupid for me mentioning this now. But you have to give praise where it's due. I think so far so good. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, very, I would say so. It was a very good performance. Like nothing outstanding. He didn't make like 10, 12 saves or whatever. But he was very mm. commanding. Dominated his box, and that's ultimately what we need. Um, Unlike Ramsdale, to be fair, like I I know Ramsdale to be like that's my perception of him anyway, and I could be wrong. That was mine. But last season, I, I don't think. Yeah, last season it didn't seem to be commanding his area very well. He didn't seem to like in corner kicks. He was really, really shaky. Mm. Any any sort of marking, and he's just out of it. I and think then someone just loops header over him. Um, so yeah, I, I remember a goal. Season, I guess. Fergal probably remember it as well. Chelsea, where I think it was Chilwell scored at the back post, and it was it was about two yards from the goal line. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And he didn't come out and catch it. And I think the thing you, I, I've said this many times with goalkeepers is. If you make a few mistakes, or even a mistake, it takes so many good performances and continued improvement to kind of shake off that perceived, uh, the perception around you, like as a goalkeeper. So if you come out for a cross and you flap it and it ends up in the back of your net or whatever, it takes so much of you coming out after that and catching crosses, mm-hmm. being really assured to repair your reputation. It's not like a striker. known for good at catching crosses again. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not like a striker. A striker misses a chance. He can put one in two minutes later. I think a goalkeeper, it takes longer to sort of build up that reputation. Um, I think he's been good so far. I think that the thing that's impressed me most about him and actually quite a few of the players we've brought in is just their general attitude and, and the impression they've made on, on the other players, the manager, and ultimately the fan base. And I think for the first time, like looking at that team on Saturday, I looked at it and I thought, do you know what? Like 1 to 11... Firstly, there wasn't any like Twitter. Matter. I've been saying this from the start of the season. I think one to eleven, these are these are good. We're fine. I think we're, like we're not you know bottom of the table, whatever we were. I think it's once you start getting yeah. into those those players that have to come in. Once you get a few injuries and COVID related stuff, which we had, that's when I get worried. But the last two games, we've won one nil. Let's not like let's not go overboard. But the the, the teams we put out. I've enjoyed watching some of those players. Like they're players I want to see playing. I, I'm, I, I look forward to seeing them grow, and hopefully that takes us in the right direction. But I think Tommy Asu's looked all right as well. He's good. He, he, oh, Tommy has been really good. He, he he just is what he is. I think I, I said to my mate earlier, he's not the same sort of player, but he reminds me of Nacho Monreal. He's just dependable, does his job. Nothing yeah. spectacular, but I don't think we need that. I think we need someone to just go in there. He won all his aerial duels. Every time they tried to cross it, he blocked it. He, I thought it was excellent. And look, it's a big game next week. Um, I can't oh, say I'm, I, I can't say I'm like. It's weird. We've had two wins, not you know great wins, but we're back on track, so to speak. And Spurs have kind of gone the opposite direction. Um, there's not a lot between the teams. I've sort of we were sort of discussing this before you come on, Ali. I think the, the, the thing with Spurs is they've got more match winners than us, which. 
stands them in slightly better stead if if the game is tight and it sort of comes. They also have a. I think they might have a, a couple more match losers in their side though as well. Like I think now it depends if Xhaka comes back in. So I, someone said this earlier, right? <laughs> Xhaka because he he serves the last game of his suspension in the uh, Carabao Cup tomorrow or Tuesday even. Yeah. And um, his it, there's going to be a massive referendum around his selection or non-selection by Arteta because I think what you've seen in the last two games is we've got other players that can play not mm-hmm. amazingly but we can move on from Ganet Xhaka so it's going to be really interesting I, I, I can't say I'm not dreading it though. it's my birthday so those fuckers better not fucking oh, up on my birthday okay. I swear to god <laughs> that is, uh, up, that is stress furious but I'll be there. I'll be in the ground. My twenty-first birthday, Arsenal Spurs. You literally could not have written it. I tell I, you, what, I, it's, I, it's like, for your twenty-first, like, like that, like to 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 pin all your hopes of your twenty-first birthday on a, on a on a on a game, especially the Arsenal team. That's that's risky. It's a fixture yeah, that's I, just I known go. to throw up chaos as well. Like form mm. kind of goes out the window. It's never dull. There's always drama. Uh, yeah. Fuck me, lads. <laughs> my my 22nd birthday was the day of the Champions League final, Liverpool Tottenham. Oh. So, oh. And you know how you know how, how much I like the number 22 uh, as is well known on this podcast. Yeah. And it was my 22nd birthday and that was the Champions League final, uh, but thankfully it um, it came out well, but I know <laughs> the feeling. Indeed, I know the feeling. Mate, not just for you, but for me as well. Thank God for that. Um, yeah. Moving but, on. Uh, I just wanted Actually, yeah, to come back to uh, uh, to a point about Aaron Ramsdale. Yeah, 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 a bit of a contrarian because uh, the point you made about it, it when he makes one mistake, it takes a bunch of good performances to come back from it. Well, that's partly true in some situations. In Aaron Ramsdale's case, I don't think that's the case. I think Aaron Ramsdale built a reputation of being weak in the air, and the point of Ramsdale got relegated with two teams. Well, it's a team sport. The teams got relegated, not him got relegated. But uh, and we knew he's not an outstanding goalkeeper. But if he keeps up the performances that he has started with at Arsenal, he can really recoup his re- his his reputation and mm. be well known to be a good, like a very very solid goalkeeper. But the important point for me is how much he's improved in the air because. The the mistakes he did at Sheffield United, coming out for crosses and in corner kick situations, were not very few, and it and it and he had that like I've had that uh, that perception around him of being weak in the air for a reason, mm. um, but what I've seen so far from him at Arsenal yeah. is uh, is great. I, relatively, I, I can kind of only speak from a very very small sample size. I didn't watch tons of mm-hmm. him at Sheffield United last season. I saw the early mistake, like early in the season, he made some mistakes. I saw those. Yeah, I, I've I remember Romain said, said on Twitter that I, I wasn't massively on board with the signing, but now he's here. One thing I will say is he's made an unbelievably good impression on the fans so far. Not just with his yeah, performances, but his general attitude. Let, let's put it this way, right? Bert Nano's performances weren't so bad that he needed dropping, right? It was, yeah. it was, he was okay, he was replaceable. And he was replaceable if a guy came in, showed the right attitude in training, showed the right attitude 
to want to go and be the number one, made an impression on the manager and all the other players there. And it was there to be taken, but it wasn't like presented to him. It's not like Leno made three or four howlers and whoever was there had to come in. So he's clearly made such a good impression since he's come in that even at this early juncture, the manager's gone, do you know what? The jersey's yours. And all, all I'll say on him is in that Burnley game, he coped incredibly. I don't think there would be a keeper this season that would cope any better with the aerial bombardment he was under than he did. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that all his problems you've mentioned in the air are solved, but he's been he's been very good so far. And he's he, getting long, long may it continue because he's still young. He can still get a lot better. Um, and he has loads of experiences for such a for his age. As well. That's exactly That's it. He's, he's played more minutes than Donnarumma, I think, for his age, which is just unbelievable at twenty. Wow, that yeah. is a good start. It's That's like awesome, yeah. magnificent, really. But um, yeah, yeah. Moving on from Arsenal, it, it's getting better. It's getting better, but I'm still nervous for next week. So I, 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 I in the Spurs <laughs> bit, I was, I was, I was a bit more subdued. I really would have laid into them, but because we got them next week, I thought. I'm just going to rein it in a little bit. You're not going to tempt fear. No, I'm very superstitious about these things. Um, so I'm going to re- I'm going to just rein it in a little bit, and I'll lay into them after after the weekend, hopefully. Um, let's talk a bit about Liverpool early, because yeah, it was another win for Liverpool. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, didn't watch the game live. From what I watched back of it, Palace had their moments, but Liverpool yeah. so good from corners. They've scored 16 goals from corners. Since the start of last season, which is more than any other side, although Chelsea got a couple today, I think they're second, funnily enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it can't be fluke when you're scoring that many goals from corners. Like, there's something going on there. Set piece coaches. Yeah, well, um, we've got one and he's crap. <laughs> but do we need, but are they needed, as Danny Murphy uh, was, was putting so articulately? Yeah. No. It, I don't know. I, uh, it's uh, I don't know, I goals, know why it? Danny Murphy. Okay, uh, I mean Talksport. It, it was on Talksport, right? Yeah. That's not a surprise. They they always kind of try to try to revoke an reaction, regardless of what they actually think. But mm. let's move on for that. It's yeah. nice that the fact that we scored three goals from set pieces is actually very reassuring. That we might find ourselves in a situation where we're not breaking teams down, mm. where we have the set piece option. We have really good set piece takers. Alexander Arnold and Mo Salah being the two primary ones. I don't like Andy Albertson so much as a corner shake. I think he's pretty inconsistent. Simicas, his crossing ability is insane. So that the fact that we scored three offset pieces is uh, is extremely reassuring. And it was there were variants as well. Like you had the the Salah goal, which was kind of a flick on, and it fell to Salah in loads of space attacking the far post. And then you've had the one punched out, but then you had someone attack it, Nabiketa. What what a goal! Like, yeah, where did that come from? That that was a screamer on the set pieces. Though I think like of the three, the one that looked like, as you said, the one that looked the most well worked to me is the first one where Salah makes the run to the near post. He flicks it on and it's pushed out. That's one where yeah. I think it's he's trying to score from there, and if he's not scoring, like you get the you get the rebounds, which is what they did. Yeah, the, the other Simicast cross was very deliberate yeah. to that specific Put it in spot. The area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the the second one, as you said, is sort of a result of having tall players in the box and it being a good cross and, and it falls to Salah. But mm-hmm. it's not fluke. Like if you It's put, not fluke, If no. you put the ball into a good area, as they did, where it falls, it, like, it demands that it's a good header away from the opposition. This is where I get the hump because I watch Arsenal take all these silly set-piece, 
routines that where you go and crowd the goalkeeper or play like four passes short and I just can't stand them I, for me put your best headers of the ball in the areas you want to cross it to and then just put the ball in there I, I don't know how complicated mm. it has to be I mean maybe Ireland Ireland like like we haven't the set pieces for Ireland have actually been a bit um, haven't been as good recently but the one you think like, oh, they're gonna try and change it up. No, it's on Shane Duffy's head every time, and it's about getting him space. Yeah. So they'll do the thing where they, where three of them group up together, and then so that they can, it's hard to be marked, and then they'll all split and run off. So the it's it's all about get getting space and make, getting your best, letting your best players get a run on on the defender, um and and. But like you shouldn't be trying to overcomplicate it and and try yeah. and get like end up with the smallest player on the pitch getting the final tap in. You, you want you want to the simplest thing to do is trying to just trying to get your best out of the ball on the ball in in in, in a good position. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I if you have your bingo cards out, uh, Fergal's managed to sneak Ireland into the conversation again. <laughs> you can tick that box off. Um, uh, yeah. You know what? I, mean, I thought he'd be there keeping... are so many. Go on. I, so, I, was, I thought he'd be keeping a low profile of Ireland in their uh, recent recent yeah. trials and tribulations, but uh... yeah, I'm glad we didn't do an international. <laughs> break, <no. laughs> yeah, Sorry, absolutely. Ali, cut you off. Um, but it's uh, it, it's fine. It's there are loads of situations where you, like Ted Knudsen was in an interview with uh, James Alcott a few years ago, and he's talking about how little that was a few years ago, and it's changed now. But it's like. He was talking about how little teams were relying on set pieces and how little they trained them. And it's like you're denying yourself free goals, just like freebies, like yeah. for goals from situations you wouldn't anticipate, right? Um, and yeah, I'm I'm pleased to see that change. That the teams are kind of using whatever is in their disposal to score goals. Mm. Uh, and I mentioned Burnley set piece. Uh, set piece to the routines before that's yeah. not a fluke either um but yeah it's good seeing teams doing that i will say though in that game going back to crystal palace yeah Hudson edward was in zaha was in one time and they were both like they were one-on-one i was gonna yeah i was gonna a little bit you. concerning yeah the high line because you got it wrong a couple of times as you like sort of alluded mm. to like in the first half they hit the post i think or allison pushed it onto the post um, yeah, because yeah. you've sort of been quite outspoken about how you don't like the high line, and and it's I've seen it a few times in Liverpool where earlier in the season they, they get better as the season goes on. They're sort of like grooving it, I think. But at the start of the season where they won the league, they had trouble with it. The start of last season, they had trouble with it, and then obviously the injuries. They had trouble in this game. Is and it... in the 17-18 season where we got the Champions League final, we had 11 first team available uh, players available for the final. Like the lineup picked itself because we had so many injuries. So mm. Absolutely knackered. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I'm so outspoken about the uh, the Highline for Liverpool is because last season in particular, sometimes we were and it was Ozan Kabak and like Jordan Henderson at the back, or sometimes a couple midfielders at the back. And yeah, yeah. It was just a unique situation, as we all know. But we were like we were playing a high line, but we were in pressing. Yeah. 
So it re didn't really add up. It was really easy for teams, particularly against, like, let's say, Real Madrid, when Toni Kroos just kept top putting it over the top, top yeah. of Messi yeah. Jr. over and over again. That was the kind of thing that frustrated me. But the the Highline always has its risk, but it always has its, like, it sometimes has its reward, yeah, too. To it's it, just a balance. And that's why a lot of against the top teams Milan. do favorable. Against CC Milan, our, uh, our high pressing worked insanely well in the first half until they scored the two mm. goals. And they scored the two goals because they bypassed that uh, initial midfield press actually. and managed to get him. Yeah. Um, so it it it's it has its rewards when you get it right. But uh, like Kanate was making his debut, it's a little bit of chemistry is still needed there, I think. Um, but I like what I'm seeing so far from him. I think he could do better with some moments in terms of concentration. But yeah, he's young. Uh, I mean, it's 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 a. Yeah, it's a three 0 win at the end of the day. But I would look at those. I would look at those highlights again. I would analyze what went wrong in the at the back because I feel like once we uh, have that initial high press bypassed, it's it's trouble sometimes, and uh, we kind of need to find a way of fixing that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, every, there, there's kind of a chink in every armory with different. We were talking about Chelsea earlier, and you know how they struggle to break down teams. Maybe for Liverpool, it's. Mm sort of the opposite, they could be vulnerable. I think the AC Milan example is a good one because you mm -hmm. absolutely dominated for 40-odd minutes because of the high press, because of how you pinned oh. them in, they just couldn't get out. But then I was watching the game with my brother on a call, and I was like, it's darkness for AC Milan. They literally can't see the light. Yeah. Like they, they, and then they score two going. goals out of nothing, and it's yeah. like, that, that's, that is the high press like at its best and then at its worst like simultaneously. And obviously, you come back and win the game in the end. But like it, it comes with risk. It comes with associated risk, as you've said. Uh, I think it's especially risky with 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 the fullbacks Liverpool have as well. It's not like you, one one of them is more defensive than the other. They're both at really high press, and it's it's then up to the defensive mid to the, to step into the the three, or and be or step into the two to make it a three, and and when they're attacking, mm. and. Um, I think I think like in the Ace Milan game, you saw like it was down on the wings the the link up initially, and um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's a brave and it's probably it's probably something for me. I think they, it needs to be addressed quite quickly. I still I think if you like if you have aspirations to win the league, um, it needs to be sorted out really quickly. And I think you also need to pick your favorite two center backs really quickly as well so i think that's just think crucial to Premier League one team yeah what's your best pair van dyke matty yeah, I, I, I think matty's really underrated actually I, yeah I think he's a because he doesn't play enough because he's so injured all that's the time it, that's the it? frustrating bit. i think, I think you, when he's at it he's he's so good that run to the check when you won the champions league final i think he was your best player like even better than van dyke i thought he was Absolutely superb in some of those games. I wow, think that's a big. Point. I think he was. Re if you go back and watch it, he was excellent. Um, some of his passing and dribbling is uh, it, is. I I love when he comes out with the ball. It's weird, right? Like, yeah, it was guess, though as well, isn't he? The way he moves, yeah. like, but it, it, it looks ungainly. I think that's part of it as well. Like why he's potentially underrated is sort of it looks. A bit. He's not a Rolls Royce. But no, he, no he, like with Van, Dijk, a Rolls Royce. with Van Dyke next to it, it's all elegant and it just looks easy. With Matt, it's a bit more like his arms and legs flailing all over the. But, but 
Yeah, but I love the, the bottom line is I think he's a very good defender, and I think if you can keep him fit, I, I agree with you. I think that's your best pairing. Um, just to sort of like wrap up on Liverpool, mm-hmm. like Fogel just mentioned there, like with the, with the title race, that's the aspiration for the season, Ali. Like, where do you see them kind of at the moment with it? It's been a good start to the season. What concerns, if any, do you harbour about it sort of going forwards? The Reds have got no money, but we'll still win the league. <laughs> Um, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, yes, I think we we might win the league. Um, is the squad at, a bit the light? Of, <sighs> the squad is a bit light. Tiago's got an injury. I don't know how long it is. I've not seen the news. I've been at work all day. Um, but uh, if, if there's anything, better off for them. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, like, we've had already two injuries in midfield. Our midfield options are getting light. Yeah. Like really fast. It's the midfield season. It was the defense last season. It was the defense last season. Oh, he's a massive miss. He's a massive miss, Elliot. Because that that triangle was looking dangerous between Trent, Salah, and Elliot. That was that was looking like he's around to something that was going to cause problems for lots of teams, and get the best out of Trent in an even more exciting way. And I think it's hard to replicate that. Have you got another left-footed, right-sided centre mid? Because I feel, I feel like you need someone that's really comfortable with their left foot to make that work. Even having you, you know who would have, who we could have done it with? Shakiri. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, Shakiri. Yeah, yeah. Shakiri's Shaqiri's uh, had a really good start at uh, Leon, and it's making me go like, mm, we could have done him. with him in midfield, you know? Yeah. Say what? I, well, you could have held on to him if you're not gonna replace him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and we we sold it for for pretty cheap as well. I think even less than we bought it for, which is uh, that, that's like the thing. Twelve million pounds with selling players. Like if it's like rock bottom price, are you not just better off having the player? Like whatever. Well, you maybe you just didn't want to be here. Yeah, it's maybe it was well, that, that was going to have a, a good start. But I'm I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic. Like if we if we kind of if we can limit our injuries a little bit, that would be cool. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm optimistic. I like what I'm seeing. A uh, few bits and bobs to solve at the back, but every team has a weakness, you know. Um, but we're really clinical, and that's something I really like. Set pieces. Uh, uh, even the goal, the winning goal against AC Milan, was similar to Navigators, where there's someone at the edge right. of the box, and everything yeah. with set pieces looks so mm-hmm. deliberate, Followed. and that will really help us this season. But yeah, um, good signs. Yeah, I, I think so. I think of, of the four teams I've seen so far this season, I think Chelsea and Liverpool have definitely been the best. I think yeah, it's sort of in yeah. different ways. Um, but yeah, I and Man City has been the worst. <laughs> let's talk about Man City. Guardiola, uh, we'll get into the performance against Southampton in a minute because I know you were sort of quite outspoken about it, Ali. Guardiola's comments. What was he thinking? I mean, what what do you possibly stand to gain from making comments? I I, I just oh. I'm weighing it up right, and he might even have a point. Now, I don't know how many fans it was at thirty eight thousand yeah. they had there on for Champions League game. I mean. It's pretty poor, don't get me wrong. It's not great. There's probably reasons for it. But I yeah. can say that as an Arsenal fan. I have no connection to that club. Who gives a shit why I think? He's the manager. He can't come out and say something like that. It makes Surely. them such a banter. It's such a banter oh, point for like, th- your like rivals to come, come at him. There's that side of it. But even like inside the club, no one's going to react well to it. They're not going to turn around and go, do you know what? Yeah. We were shit the other night. We're, we're, we're right behind you. Like they're gonna push back on it as they did. Like it isn't his job to turn around and go. Do you know what? We need to get more fans in the ground. That's not for him to say. 
Am I wrong? I mean, I love it. I love it so much. I, I just I, like, I love this so Guardiola, much. He, he, you, you see him in something like the, the behind-the-scenes documentary they did, Amazon Prime. I think because of his yeah. status in the game, he's able to manage in a very particular way the way he manages players. So because of his reputation, he he's able to be quite ruthless. I think. And yeah. the thing is, it's one thing doing that with players, but. You can't do that with fans. You can't speak to fans like that. They're not gonna. They, they don't care who you are when when you're making comments like that. Like, it, it's, I, used to, I I I think he look. He might have had a point. I think he did have a point. Well, I, I think it's just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. I think I think it, exactly I think that. it was too much risk. There's too much risk to making a comment like that. Even if you are right, it's like you're gonna piss off some of the fans. The fans are gonna be pissed off because every other fan, like the amount of of Man City ticket jokes going through that's, Twitter. Yeah. It, like, like, that's what the like, guy said. Every, every, if you're a Man City fan, you're like, I have to pull that's up this the name first for thing. two weeks. It's already bad. It's already a joke. And th- and now you've just added, you know, oil to the fire. And it's like, ah. That's the first it's, thing. Good choice of words there, oil to the fire. The, that's the first thing that represents yeah, to the, um, the supporters said on Sky Sports the other day. It said, like, I know we're sort of branded as you know, plastic or whatever. And he yeah. has just kind of, he, he's brought up something that it's quite sensitive amongst Man City fans. We all know yeah. it. And yeah. look, it's po- it's impossible to know whether that kind of over, it probably didn't, but whether that overflowed into what was a really poor, I mean, that is as a poor performance from Man City at home as I can remember in a long, long time. I thought they were dreadful. And they could have had a, a penalty against them and a red card as well, which was overturned. What do you think about that? I think mm, that's. I think it's really tricky. It's really tricky. I actually until now I don't know. It's definitely okay. I think definitely not a red card. He tries to play the ball. You can't say that he just bundles him over. He's trying to get his foot across and get to the ball. Whether it's a foul, I think once it's given, was it a bad enough decision from the referee? Because this is the way VAR is supposed to work. Was it? If it's a, it's an obvious glaring error, you don't give it. Exactly. So if it hadn't been given in the first place, I, I like I'd be fine with that not being a penalty because it was given. Mm-hmm. I think the problem was they were looking: is it a red card? And I think once they thought it's not a red card, I think they just it was easy to go. Do you know what? It's a bit soft. yellow. It's probably not. I think it should have been yellow and penalty. But I think they just overturned the penalty as well. And I don't know why. Yeah. Because I, I I think um... it's clumsy from Walker. It was certainly clumsy from Walker. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I've i thought so much of this. I'm like, I think I'm past caring and like, let's move on from mm. this. Because I, I, like, referees know better than me, of course, uh, regardless of how critical I am of uh, refereeing in England. Yeah. That's not what you said before. You've changed, you've changed your tune. You, you, like, I'm like, changing, I'm now. flip-flopping. You, you, you flip flop, but before you were like you're nearly because... going. Let me let me have that job, and I, I think I hedge me bets, and I'm probably doing all right. Better Dude, job. I would never be a referee. A referee, by the way, let's put that on record. But in this in this specific instance, I really don't know what to think because he tries to win the ball. It's certainly clumsy. I think he, he does get his foot on the ball, right? So you, you he does, play. but he, he sort of steps across him before. It's it's one of those where it's that like, has he impeded him before he gets the ball, and I think yeah, exactly. <sighs> it's a real fifty. I think it is fifty fifty, and that's why once it's given, that... I just can't see how it was overturned. That that that's the yeah. thing for me. Yeah. I don't particularly have like a sort of 
strong opinion on it. I don't really care what Man City do, if I'm honest. Um, it was definitely and... not clear and obvious. No. But wasn't. the other thing is that I disagree with the clear and obvious because even clear and obvious is objective. Is uh, Sorry, subjective. Yeah. But that's the bar so... they've set, unfortunately. I, I agree with you. It's a, it's a really stupid turn of phrase. I don't think that's how it should be. But once yeah. they've set they've set the laws, I, I think this is the problem with the referees. They've Time and time again, when poor decisions have been made, rather than just come out and go, do you know what? The referee made a mistake. They've changed rules in particular ways and sort of tinker within the handballs and the offsides. And I think that it just makes it quite hard to follow with the VAR. And I th- trust me, as mm-hmm. an Arsenal fan, I'm glad there was VAR at the weekend because we had a terrible penalty given against us. So I'm in yeah. favour of it for stuff like that. But I think when you get these, that wasn't an error. Um, Man City, though, it's really hard for me to sort of like make head nor tail of them because they're one of those teams when they go on a run like they can very easily just put 20 wins together and like no everybody problem. they're at the same point this season as they were last season like they're doing okay but they, like the competition uh, they it? don't they don't look like winning the title yet and um but yeah you know they've got it in them the only difference is like uh, are, are they missing the focal point up top mm. do, 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 do they, they need are. one I don't and, think they'd and, be worse having one at least as an option. Yeah. I think they uh, are missing the focal point. And, uh, and now Jesus wants to be a winger. I think Guardiola wants Jesus to be a winger. which No, pa- apparently Jesus also wants to be a winger because it'll help him get into the Brazil team. Mm. I think that's what it was. Oh, interesting. I didn't know so that. So I think, I think he's quite happy you now he plays a winger. Mm. Although he started in the World Cup ahead of Firmino. Every, pretty mm. much every game as a striker. That's interesting. Um, but I think 16 shots, seven of them blocked, one on one target, on target and eight and off target. Minute as well. It tells you tells you a story. Tells you a little bit of how uh, the game went. Mm. And having that focal point will will do a lot of things. You can you can cross it in and have someone like actually w- tall enough to win a header. <laughs> Uh, and physical enough to win a header, which they just don't have up front. But you can also use them as a as kind of a tool for transition from defense to attack. You can have someone dropping deep and linking a play. They look... They don't have anyone that's playing back against the goal, which is really helpful against physical defenders or like physically superior defenders. While they have the quality to pierce right through them, Obviously, yeah. they sometimes lack the op- that option when they need it, and they, they could really do with one. I think... But, I mean, like someone like Lukaku would have been perfect. I, I think like. going strikerless, when it works, looks really clever because you have all these guys rotating through the striker yeah. position and the defenders don't know who to pick up. It looks impossible to it, try it, and it deal with. It can look yeah. unbelievably intelligent. But then at the same time, you sort of saw it in the first game against Spurs, right? So for the first 15 minutes, they pissed all over Spurs, but like had them right where they wanted them, didn't score. And then like yeah. they sort of ran out of... I think with Man City, they seem to sort of go like really heavy in the first half an hour. If they don't score in the first half an hour, they, they seem to run out of ideas a little bit. And I definitely think that is exaggerated by the fact they don't have a striker, they don't have a focal point. And it makes it, I think, harder to chase games or influence games when, as Ali said, you don't have someone to wrap the ball into, cross the ball into. 
it makes it harder, I think, to build attacks. Um, it's going to be a really good a game. A little bit sometimes. I, I, I think the whole, like, strikeless system, I think it's, it's, um, it's peak. It's... Oh. A, a system where the, where the striker, I th- I think it's it it can it because the idea is that you know it's total football and you have players changing and everything. Yeah. So I I, th- I think it can like that there. Obviously, if you if you had every player swapping position and and still covering each other, then they would they that like there's how do you stop that? But the issue is, it's so hard to reach that. It's so hard to have this free-flowing, uh, mesmerizing football that it's you end up like you end up like looking like you don't know what you're doing because it is such a complicated thing to to seamlessly do, uh, and and that's why like it it's it, if you're not on it, it actually doesn't work whatsoever. So you ha- I have to be on it, and it works really really well. Yeah. And if you're not on it, you need it. You need to put in a striker. You need to go a bit more basic. Uh, otherwise, it's it, you have players running into each other and 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 taking each other's space, and and then no one ends up in the box sometimes on, on the other end of things. Yeah, I, I think it's a massive game next week for Man City. More so for Man City, I think they need to win. I think Chelsea will probably like they'll want to win. It like Chelsea had a good recent record against Man City. But Man City are playing catch-up, and Chelsea played harder fixtures than them thus far. So, really, I think Man City need to go there and win. And if they win, then they're right back in it. But I just think at the moment, yeah. for me, of the four teams, Man United are fourth, and Man City are third at the moment. And they could easily change it. They're very good at stringing a load of wins together, as I said. The Fernandinho so needs to do another big team talk and get everybody together. Yeah. And sing Kumbaya. <laughs> Um, Just on the topic of the title race, just to quickly talk about Man United, I thought it was a vintage Man United performance today. Pretty poor for the most part. I mean, they were probably marginally better side. Um, (laughs) Vintage Man United United performance. Not shocking, shocking, pretty poor in their overall play. They, They were probably slightly better today. They've set a pretty low bar for me this season. I don't think they've been very good. But they have very good players that do pretty good things. I mean, you know, the first goal they score is brilliant ball in from Fernandez. Ronaldo, obviously, we know what he does uh, in and around the in and around the penalty uh, box. Um, Four goals in three games. Speaks for itself. Cristiano Ronaldo. And then Lingard. I mean, Lingard seems reborn, and it's a great goal he scores. Um, reborn from midweek. Like, yeah. he, 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 he stepped. He stepped up after having a shocker, which like is. Like uh, Lingard has become more likable, and it, in in some ways, it's like good to see him. Cause, like I want, it's good to see a player like that. Like, and, and it's a shame that he didn't get the move to he didn't move to West Ham. But it's good that he's actually getting opportunities, mm. and that like the, that instant midweek didn't cost him his place or role coming off the bench. And then when he gets the chance today, he takes. I like, I find it up. strange that. Lingard seemed to shoulder more of the blame than Juan Bissaka for what happened midweek. Because if you actually look at it, I know he cost them a two-one loss instead of a one-one draw. But the overall, well, it wasn't only those two players either. It was a poor performance. All right, well, and it goes to the manager as well. Like his tactics yeah. were dreadful. Once they went down to ten, yeah. men, they just substituting Cristiano Ronaldo off at one-one is insane. It was just, it's it just was bad, just ridiculous. Um, 
weird. But but I think with Man United at the moment, if they've got a very decent team, bar the sort of centre midfield, I think is a bit of a weak spot. But they've got some very good players, some match winners in their team. I just I'm not quite there with their overall performances. I don't think they've had a single ninety minute display this season where you could go they were brilliant. And I think you could look at the other teams and go. They're not quite at that level for me anyway. I think they're the fourth best team in the league. They might be a good fourth best team, but I, I, just yeah. don't, I, I can't put them in the same conversation as the likes of Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City at the moment. I just don't see it. And, and then you don't back the manager either not to be so. able to put in... to like With Chelsea, we're, we're, not, we're not totally clicking with the system yet, but you back the manager to, to get that working. With Ollie, no it's yet to be it's yet to be seen. There's an- and... and 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 like you, it's like there's no there's no proof previously that he'd get a, a system going on top of the individual quality. You, it, it does seem like he'll always be reliant on the individual moments. If you look at it today, right? Chelsea at halftime, Tuchel makes a big uh, tactical change and they go on and win the game. Mm-hmm. As a result, I I can't remember Solskjaer doing that. I know people say, oh, he threw Lingard onto them, Lingard scored. That's not the same thing. When has he ever changed it mid-game? And had a positive influence. If someone can find me an example, then I'm happy to. Like it probably has happened, but the the marriage the marriage sub was a decent one though. Like he, he it, it like like I, that's not. If, I always think what's a good tactical change, but it's not one that's obvious, and then has an impact. I think I think if if a fan can pick out the sub to make, change the game, it's not that. No, no, I agree with that. We said that early, didn't we? About. Yeah, you know, no one would have brought Mount about, about bringing uh, on Kante. It's not, it's not the obvious no, move no. to get another goal. What I would say and, yeah. is, if you actually look at it though, he brings Matt, uh, Matic on in what the eighty odd minute, and then Lingard scores an individual goal. I know Matic part is a good pass through, but it is a good pass. I, I just, I, I, but that's the thing though. You you wouldn't necessarily think we need a goal. To bring on Matic, so <laughs> but you bring on you bring on Matic. He 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 gets a good back. assist. I take it back. Solskjaer's a genius. I, I don't know what <laughs> I'm after undoing my own point as well. Yeah, but you are. Like, I, 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 I think, I think, I, my point is more about that. I don't think he could. Uh, I don't think social is going to create a, a free flowing system. I don't think he has. I actually do. What's, what is there like? I, I, I actually, play? I think he's good. I actually do think he's good at the one-offs, and he's all right at a. Uh, I, I don't think he's awful. With tact- in-game tactical changes, I think he's very hit or miss though. But I think there are games where he does do stuff. He, he, like it, he's good. The players want. To whenever play he him. needs a win, he seems to pop it out, and it usually is a That's tactical what I was change. Say. The players want to play him every time his job has been on the line. They've won. They've produced a performance. The players, what you see them celebrating a full time with him. He's got good squad harmony there. I'll give him that. He's he gets the vibes absolutely spot on. And then, and 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 if you want to give him credit for this, he gives the expressive players rope to basically go. Do you know what? Go and do what you want. And they are doing it for him at the moment. I just look at it and I think when you've got three well-drilled, uh, tactically astute, cohesive systems that you're competing against, I just can't see them beating any of those teams over a season. Uh, uh, three systems that also have a defensive midfielder. I maintain Man United need a defensive midfielder oh. more than Cristiano Ronaldo. Absolutely. Uh, you're not going to find any argument from me on that. But look, I, yeah. I <laughs> people. We've if learned... Ronaldo's so good, he could play defensive midfield. You know. <laughs> yeah, if he's the best player in the world, why doesn't yeah. he play defensive exactly. midfield? Right. Exactly. He's got to play any position on the pitch. Um, yeah. Look, 
good win for them. West Ham isn't an easy like it's not an easy game. You got to win those games. Um, tough. Feel to sorry for Mark Noble. Yeah, that's ridiculous from Moyes. I don't know what Moyes was doing there. I, I I fundamentally disagree with the idea of bringing someone on as a penalty specialist. Yeah, me too. Because I just think there's there's always pressure taking a penalty. If you bring someone on just to take a penalty, it only heightens that pressure. I'm not no, saying for that had been his only touch, and he was literally in his bib and tracksuit before. That could be his like, last touch I... in a West Ham shirt. You just don't know. Look what he's done to him. He literally yeah. hadn't kicked the ball. Like, if I was coming on, I'd be like, give me the ball, let me do a couple of toe taps. Just <laughs> before, like, while that. you're waiting to go, I'd never, be like, trying to get, like, a feel for He would for never it. have been one of the substitutes under normal circumstances, unless there was, like, an injury crisis. He wasn't coming I up. also find it so strange, because, like, like, you have players in the pitch that are, like, can strike a ball. Like, like it's, it's like, do you, what, who's in your head? I don't know how you go in your head. Who's better at taking a, a penalties? Well, one of the lads that, have, that are on the ball and have had a good game and I can strike a ball well, or Mark Noble, who granted he's a great penalty taker, but he's cold. But he has he's cold. hasn't had a touch. Yeah. I don't know. I like like surely you're be like. I think oh, no. The, the problem is like they showed the graphic of their record from penalties after the get. Their, their record's terrible. They've only missed four of the last five. So yeah. I think there's kind of a, Ooh, there's, an, doubt, maybe. there's an element of and Moyes denied this after the game, but le, like let's be real, there's an element of trying something different because like all the guys on the pitch have missed their last penalty they've taken. So wow, I, I just think it was one of those where he hadn't tried Mark Noble. He he trusts him clearly. Uh, he's got a good penalty record as we've said. He thought that was the best option, but I, I, in, in fairness, Moyes after the game, like, he was like, "It's one of those decisions didn't didn't happen." Yeah, it, it happens. Like he was like, "It was like it, it wasn't a good decision." Yeah, and so yeah. Yeah, I, I just I I didn't like it at the Euros. I think people will learn their lesson from this now. I I don't think you'll see as much of it. I'll be honest. Um, no. Yeah. The only, way, the only time I think it works is with a keeper. I, uh, it's uh, different with it's, a keeper. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually different. different with a keeper, I think. Because the expectation for a penalty is you're supposed to score. Is it with a keeper? Like, obviously, you want to save them. But I don't think there's that kind of like mental baggage with it that there is with taking one. No. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Um, there were some other games this weekend. Um Norwich I, yeah, are. Norwich. Norwich got relegated Norwich this got weekend. Unbelievable. I'll tell you what. Norwich reminded me of, and I only watched the highlights to be fair of this one, but the the third goal, if you recall the third goal, and how I think it was Grant Halley just like popped the ball up and then uh, and then Smiley Saar found himself just threw on goal out of absolutely nothing. It reminded me of Bochum's defending against Bayern Munich when they lost 7-0. Wait, this, you this, think that's uh, weekend the, the defending on the second goal where it was the, defending the, the most goal bog standard team. run to the front post. There was like three Norwich defenders in there and he just runs across all of them. That, like, you wouldn't see that defending for the dog and duck pub team. I mean, it was absolutely <laughs> awful. No wonder Liverpool wow. didn't sign O's and Kabak. I mean, good God. It was uh, absolutely... Yeah, he, he did. It was he just terrible. I think the thing with Norwich is they just can't defend. They've got some decent attacking players. They they pop it round, fair play to them, but they can't defend. They are. It was so exciting too in the, the window. Like they got Brandon Williams. They they had Billy Gilmore come in. Ozan Kabak was at Liverpool. It was like okay ish. They need kind of. they need to start Obama Deli. He was he was uh, yeah. to bring. Uh, it's been my second time. I'm going to bring up Ireland. 
he he done really well. It, 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 like really really impressive. He was bringing the ball out of the fence. I think it might be suited back three more. So maybe they should switch to a back three because he done well. He done really really well. Like he was properly impressed. He done really well against Portugal. And then and then when he started the second game of the international, he he's yeah. he, what we were all really excited and he nearly got the winner as well in in the second game. So I I go for um. I I go I back over Bamadeli over over um, Kabak, and then with, with Billy Gilmore, I want him out of there as soon as possible. Mm. It is not good for him. <laughs> I said at the start of the season really it wasn't a good move for him. Are you now seeing yeah. the light? It's it's, well, it's proven to be true. It, it, that it can't be good being surrounded by that. I almost think is it even better than going down the championship and just being a, being on the top? Big fish in a small pond. I disagree. Yeah. I don't think he could have foreseen how bad Norwich are given the signings they made. Pierre Libelo is, is a solid player. For example, uh, Billy Gilmore is a, and Billy Gilmore went there probably thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna be a starting midfielder in the Premier League, playing my preferred yeah. role in a team that's actually looking promising." But that, that was far from you know, that. You know the thing with Norwich is, like, they're just content, aren't they? They know what they are as a club. They're going to come up. They'll probably go back down. They'll be running sustainably. They'll always compete in the championship. And I think they're fine with that. And it's not, like, it doesn't offend me, per se, but it's quite boring. Like, they'll, they they come up every year, and they're always straight back down, pretty much. I think, I, I think, yeah. I think that it is kind of unsustainable, though. At some point... Because I th- I think if, I if you're imagine imagine you're never if you're if you're a talented player you're never going to commit yourself to to, to long term to don't. a club they like that. But they do. This is so this is what they do. So they pick but, up these players young. They they shine in what is like not a great team, but there's a few players that kind of stand out. So like your Ben Godfrey's or you know no one's gone in for Max Aaron. But he's or really Aaron. Moved. Yeah. Yeah, and then they sell them, and then they get the next one. That's but, what they do. I do see that, but I, I think I think their idea is that they'll retain some of these players. I think after a couple of seasons of this yo-yo, I can imagine that there'll be a, an exodus after the next uh, after the next time they get relegated. But they're better players. Mm-hmm. Like they try and retain a couple of them, so that they they're always good for going back from promotion. and They don't have to have a total rebuild. Yeah. Like Max Aarons could have gone move the the time before. And maybe Timo Pukki, but they're able to keep a hold of them. Todd um, Cantwell as well. Todd Cantwell as well, and so they're able to keep all a hold of them. But I think I feel like there's there's four players that could could like and the next time they go down, they're like, well, I don't want to go through this again. So that's four of your starting players that you have to have to re-sign mm. and replace, and are such. I don't think that's as easy. And they're already after losing Bandia. So Benchman, I think yeah, yeah. there's only so there's only so much it like grand sustainable. But you have to make it stick at some stage. Otherwise, I don't think players will sign for you with a long term vision. That Nor- Norwich are trying to have a long term vision, but I don't think this is for for a player. I think I think you you'd be you'd be looking to move on really quickly, even quicker than Norwich probably would like. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's difficult to have a long-term vision at the bottom of the table, I think, because it's easy yeah. for Arsenal to have one. If we balls it up, we'll be in mid-table. If they balls it up, they're in the championship again and could have further ramifications once they go back yeah. down. So, yeah, I, I look. One final thing on this, uh, shout-out Cycling GK. Yeah, um, what a guy. The what a what guy. guy. His interview on Match love of the Day, was just, I love him. 
I oh, was it? Him. Okay, I need to watch that. Yeah, it was just I haven't pure goal. I, I love the guy. I can't say anything bad about him. Yeah. And he and he it's rates Aaron Ramsdale, tough. so he clearly knows his stuff. Um, yep, yep, yep. Just to quickly go over some of the other games at the weekend. Um, anyone concerned by Leicester? I think they've had quite a poor start to the season, and a lot of people. The fact that they're leveling points with Arsenal says. Th- this is the thing. It's kind of well Ooh. documented how much we've struggled, and you know we did get a couple of thumpings, but. We're level on points for Leicester now, and we've played harder fixtures than them, arguably. So, what's going on there? I mean, it, it is still five games into the season. It's uh, it's fair enough to put the caveat on every single team in the Premier League that mm. they've only played five games, and you can't really take um, a good enough, you know, prediction uh, or forecast of how the season's going to go, as we just did right now with Norwich. Um, but uh, you kind of have to wait and see. Yeah. But they, they did have a tricky fixture. I actually watched a bit of that, that game, the, the Napoli Leicester. Oh, Napoli should have won. They had a tricky Which game midweek as well. And then I think Brighton. Brighton look good. Bright, Brighton, Brighton are looking really good. Me, me tipping them for relegation is the best thing they could have hoped for because it's done them absolute wonders. <laughs> look at them, they're in the top four. Well, there you go. That, that's what happens when you convert your chances, Harry. Yeah. That's what happens when you well, convert your chances. To be fair, it's easy to convert your chances when they're from the I, penalty spot. I don't know how that was a penalty. Today. I'm now thinking, are Leeds and Brighton going to swap places? That, that's, oh. that's my my thinking oh. early on in the season. Because I, I, had, I had them both actually doing pretty well. I think I had Leeds higher. Mm. But um, I'm now thinking maybe there's a flip in, in that. Yeah. And it, Leeds will take will eventually take up the role of of you know underperforming who or whatever. Who do you think of those? Who has a better squad? Brighton. Brighton. Well, so do I. I think Brighton has a better squad. Leeds. I don't think no. Leeds do. No. No. I think Brighton have got some quietly very good players. I think. I think. I think. Go into the Leeds starting eleven. I I think well, Leeds Leeds have the best player in Rafinha and um, Bamford actually would suit Brighton. <laughs> he, fit, he fits nicely in the shirt and the um but i actually okay. think i actually think squad you look at you look at i never i'm never impressed with leeds squad or leeds bench whenever they bring on it but i think i do rate they're starting 11 mm. but um and maybe calvin yeah, calvin phillips is calvin phillips or rafinha are probably the two best players of the two teams probably yeah basuma though but yeah, but uh, I, th- I think overall they've actually more coming off the bench. But it's because they've been more established in the Premier League that they've been able to acquire a, a decent squad players after a while. Sold well as well. I mean, selling Ben White for fifty million helps, and then you can sort of there you go. That. Yeah, I mean, on Leeds, Leeds as well. I tell you what, that Leeds New- Newcastle Leeds game. The first half of that game was like unreal. It, mate, it was like under twelves. It was fantastic. It was just end to end chaotic. <laughs> Flying in all over the place. It was, fan- it was honestly my favourite half of football, I think, this season. It was fantastic. Ah. Uh, you didn't um, see that? I, said, I didn't see that. Oh. I didn't see that. Messed up. It was good. It was good. I, I, I did it. think it your was... reaction was a bit underwhelming. <laughs> no, it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was really... And Sam Maximum was on fire. Mm. He's... He, he, like, when is he going to get moved? Yeah, I think if he if he gets ten goals and assists a season, I think he'll get. I, I think that's always been the thing. Like he end product, he should get many many more goals than he does, and he just doesn't. If he adds that to his game, I think he's out of there. 
he he's got the branding down to a T. You know, all the big clubs are going. Oh, we'd love a bit of that Twitter account. We we love we love a bit of that headband. The Gucci. Man. Uh, we want yeah. Uh, we want the we want the Mr. Gucci. So. I he was he's been linked with Arsenal before. I do really think Arsenal would be like the perfect fit brand wise. Like, it's just not that. Take kind him, of... stick him up front. We need we need stick him up front. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about Aston Villa. Oh. Aston Villa. Yeah. You just uh, what a few minutes they yeah. lifted the roof off. Oh, they 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 look really decent. And uh, Everton after a uh, a really impressive tactical win against uh, Burnley where they did this shift to 4-3-3 and mm. then straight away they score like two goals they they got just played off the park in 10 minutes i think you saw Dumb. with everton they got a couple of it like a few injuries and then the team it's like yeah i know damari gray started but you got damari gray and rondon up front and townsend and it won't be it's all just a bit a bit average. a bit newcastle it's a bit average though isn't it like, like raf is a decent manager but yeah like their fans talking about pushing for top six, they're not top six players. Those guys, they're not. They're not good enough. There's a reason that we. I think some of the performance might have merited the the like that optimism, but when you do look at the squad, ultimately it is not a top six squad. Um, so yeah, and, and again with everything, it, it, like, it was three. They scored some good goals. It was it was quick fire, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, a bit like Everton's like quick fire nature mm. against uh, against Burnley on Monday night. But yeah, man, I, I've liked Demar great start. I do like the uh, the signing of Solomon Rondon as an idea. Yeah, he's a solid backup. He's a backup. Yeah, look, yeah. And, and it's look, they're unlucky to have both their first choice strikers injured. I'm not. Like, if you take two strikers out of any team, then the guy that's coming in is probably not going to be at the level. Um, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just, yeah, I don't know with Everton. I feel like they, I said this in the last podcast, they always start well and then the fixtures get a bit more difficult and they just slowly just slide down the table and they're in eighth by the end of the season at best. Um, I do like the yeah. shape of Aston Villa, though, that 5 Three, two. Yeah, they've done it's, it in the last couple of it, games, and it looks quite. Good. It, it has a really they've good got, balance about it because. As well. mm. Yeah, they were, and it has a really nice balance about it because in midfield you have uh, Jacob Ramsey. By the way, like what a what a start to his senior career. Yeah, he was good against Chelsea. Um, I thought actually. Mm-hmm. He was. And he was um, yeah, yesterday. It gives three midfielders this kind of center mid, box to box, more attacking, and then the forward line of uh, forward pairing of Ings and Watkins has a, a really good dynamic about it as well to just um, different styles of play. Uh, but yeah, I it, the shape is good. The shape is looks stable at the moment. Let's see where it takes. No, look good. Last game, and I'm only bringing this up because I made an early shout for Wolves to get relegated. And while they probably played better in some of the games than perhaps the results have uh, dictated, they weren't great against Brentford. I thought Brentford were worth their win, if we're honest. They, they took them apart in that first half. and They were. Brentford, Brentford looked good. Tony was very good. Win. Um, yeah. Wolves. Tony, Tony's, like, he was quiet the first couple of games, wasn't he? And then he's... He's slowly coming into it and showing his quality. A really good all round. He's quite well rounded. I was going to say, like, he's yeah. sort of like against us, he played as sort of more of a physical target man. But then in that game yesterday, he was he was all round like, playmaking, holding the ball, running defenders. I thought he was really good. I mean, he 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 dug out Arsenal midweek, so I'd love to give him uh, love to give him <laughs> credit. But I think what he had, what's he said? Ah, he's just like we're shit. 
which is no, he's not wrong, but <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he uh, he looks good. Days, but... I mean, Brentford, I think they annoy me just because Rob Turner always goes on about them, but <laughs> they, they are pretty decent. Right. They do look a pretty good side. I think they'll have a solid season. Probably not spectacular, but they've managed the game well. But they managed it how you would expect a Premier League side to see it out. Got got the early goals and then. Second half, just stifled the game. Anytime Wolves got any momentum, just took the sting out of it, faking injuries, put the ball out. It was really professional. I thought it was a really good it play. Was, That's an away, that is the template for an away day performance. It is, and the tactical template for how to face up against Wolves in an away game was exactly how they shaped up, matching up with the back three, but having an extra man in midfield, and then uh, Brian Boehm up front with Tony. Mm. Uh, that just had a it was just incredibly solid i don't think what uh, i don't think wolves are really within a chance uh, okay. I, any any early shouts for wolves i mean they don't, they don't look they're looking at the other i tend not to make shouts I, for I, look at their fixtures. I think i think that i think they've had a tough enough run mm. um it, they had Leicester on the opening day. They've been a bit unlucky Hot. as well, if you actually look at it. Like, they didn't deserve to lose yeah. to Spurs, didn't deserve to lose to Man United, uh, didn't, yeah. probably didn't deserve to lose to Leicester either. So it was like, they lost three They're, be- they're beating Wolves. They're beating Wolves 2-0. They, they beat Watford, um, didn't they? And one, or Watford, sorry. They look yeah. a bit short of goals. I think the thing is with Jimenez, he's not quite back yet to his... Him, him and I just don't understand how he, like it's bad, but I don't understand how he's gonna have a career mm. because he was known as being a target man. Yeah. I don't know how he can head a ball with he threw, that. He threw the head uh, round off honestly. actually, and that like towards the end of the game, I didn't yeah. know what he could do. I thought he had to but, play with it all times. But, but this is off. it, like like for, I don't know, I like, I don't know enough about it, and I don't know, but my understanding about like head a check and I was like they had to wear like these full on head guards. Yeah. Um, to to and then you know it was if they ever got a, a, like a clash in the head like they'd be subbed off a lot so a lot of the time if it was a bad one. Yeah. So I don't know I don't know like I, I don't know enough about it but like if you have to wear a headband surely that must affect your head and ability and he also looks leaner like he he like I, not necessarily good way. I I, you I know just what it is. He's not he's not the same player, and it's understandable that he's the same yeah. player. It's sad, but actually, just he, he's he's not what he was like. Nobody he was like one of those players you always put in your fancy. And now he's 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 not. He's not. He's you not know what it is? It's obviously a sharpness thing, but it's also also there's a bit of a fear thing. Yeah, like definitely. It, probably. Obviously, has an injury in the back of his head. I imagine. Um, this the thing is, I think he will be trying to change his game to be more of not a target man but let's say a forward that runs in behind or like an advanced forward that plays on the but shoulder. That is so hard to do like like it is very hard to do is, but i think this is why he's going target for man. With being and like, a little bit leaner i don't think he'll ever i don't think he'll ever be up to the same standard as the target man as he was as like a, a you know someone who runs in behind i i, I think like it's going to be hard to sell them but i think they need to cut their losses and, and go go somewhere uh. else with them. That's sad. It is difficult. Well, it's, sad. It's, it's brutal though. That's that's football, and like, it's 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 a it's a real sad story the way it happened. But like you know, I will say they did now. need a striker in the uh, in the window. Definitely they did need a striker. striker. I mean, they needed a striker last season. 
Um, and this Fabio Silva fella, like the money they spent on him, and he he, he well, doesn't. Well, that's the problem when you have a super agent basically running your club and running your recruitment. That's exactly you get burned on some of these deals. Like that was that was a George Mendes signing. People are staggered that they paid thirty million. That is exactly why. He's, he's still 19, but I haven't seen He's nowhere near any it. He, like, it's not his fault. He shouldn't have been playing last season. And under yeah. normal circumstances, he wouldn't have been. But yeah. he's he, the guy is not... He should be going out on loan or getting... Because he just doesn't look anywhere near the level to play the, uh, the Premier League. Um, let's wrap Go it up, guys. It's been going on a while here. Uh, it's been good to be back, though. Good to be back to sort of... It was good to be back. Fergal, want to give us a quick, uh, quick tabs on Tammy? Yeah, quick tabs on Tammy to finish. Tabs on Tammy. Um, he uh, he didn't score today, um, and but he's he well he, he scored last week, I'm uh, pretty sure in a or no he came, well, he came the, off the bench midweek yeah that's what it was yeah he, he's just um, tanking it he's tanking his transfer value so Chelsea can buy him back on the cheap. Yeah, uh, Mourinho went and said that he's gonna make him he's gonna make him a, a um. Base, uh, I can't remember the exact word, but he's going to make him such a good striker that Southgate isn't going to be able to to avoid picking him. Uh, and he's got he was bigging him up, but he's got bags potential and all the rest. Mourinho, so, Tammy Lincoln. Uh, he, he actually he actually said said if if he's not getting picked soon, Tammy should think about another country. That's what, uh, he said something like that. Is he play, He's not played for England, is he? No, he's not played in uh, international tournaments now. There you go, then. There you go. Yeah. We'll, we'll find him an Irish grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I, do you know what? I don't even think Abraham could save Ireland at the moment. Good God. That's another podcast in itself, though. That's another yeah. podcast well, we're, 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 we're going to that at some point, if, if anybody's... In, I don't know if the interest oh, is there mate, from... I, the I would I love to talk there. about it, but... The interest is there, mate, for you to just... I mean, it'll probably have to be a bumper episode. Like today's probably gonna I mean, be out. I might have to end up paying you for like and that. put it down as a therapy session. <laughs> um, but... Just talk to us, mate. All right. Well, we'll have that coming for you guys, I'm sure. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure to uh, to get back oh, at it. Absolute pleasure. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers.